0: Hello, boys and girls, boys and girl, because I'm sure there's only one girl that listens to this. Whoever you are, thank you, you know, just to getting that demographic, 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 well balanced there. Just listening to the, you know, bad pronunciation of simple words. You know, a bad pronunciation is always better than a normal pronunciation. Makes things more interesting, right? That's why I do them. It's on on purpose. It's, um, you know, it's for the... It's to shake things up, right? Even though you don't understand exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Last installment was about David Gray. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Great album in and of itself Um, Yeah, pretty much the electronic. Anyway, I'm not gonna repeat everything that I said Um, I hope that you are giving those records a listen You know eventually there's something for everyone in this list here. There's not many many metal albums that I That I find very important I don't think there is any Oh, a, a Baroness a Sepultura uh, if the if ride the lightning Metallica's ride the lightning is not there I don't know why it's not because it's uh, one of my favorite metal albums but anyway it's just one particular style that I ended up not including as much nails for sure is something that I Uh, The first Nails album, Silent Death, or maybe it's UnSilent Death, I don't know. It's something to do with death always, right? With those guys and with metal in general. I am, uh, well, pleasure to be here again. Let's just roll the dice, or in this case the sight. 52 is the number that we have. Uh, of course, you don't know which album is it. I sure don't know it as well. Oh, System of a Down. It's on the... Yeah, System of a Down. It's one of the most prominent metal albums, uh, metal bands that I have in the, in the list here. Okay. 52. Taylor Swift. Evermore. Okay. That's good. As always, you know... Uh, I'll, I, I always introduce the, the album saying, Oh, I thought about that one recently. And I, I actually did. Last week, I was revisiting that record because it came into my mind for some reason. I thought about Taylor Swift. I don't know. Uh, not the reason that you might be thinking, right? But just musically, although she is a, a very. Uh, attractive human being Uh, I wasn't thinking about her in that sense Uh, I just got curious because that was my entry that was my introduction to her discography or even to her songs uh, in general I was never uh, never 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 inclined to listen to her it just wasn't my, you know, I thought that it wasn't for me, for the most part. Uh, with pop artists, with people that are very, very, very well known, it is hard sometimes to give them, uh, especially if you are kind of a snob music person, as I, def- I definitely fit that the criteria. Especially if you are a little bit snobbish with your music listening. It's very hard to be contemptuous for those types of artists Uh, like massive massive pop stars right you tend to always favor like the underdog or the underground basically you can have an understanding that that's where the true ideas are being uh cooked uh you can probably have an understanding that i mean it's it's something it's a very common denominator type of approach uh, to music for the most part that might be true i mean the music industry has a olympus of some sort that makes things very distant from like real people you know so for the most part i rather listen to something that has a more real dimension to it uh, and the pop Kind of music that Taylor Swift mostly produced in the middle part of her career, it seemed very cold and distant for my taste. So I never got into like precisely what was the what what was the deal with her. Of course, I'm aware of her, as pretty much everyone I think is. Um, this album certainly changed all my perspectives in regards to her approach uh, in, in regards to her as a as a as an artist as a singer as a as a songwriter um of course that it represents as well a change in her style i'm not a swifter you know i'm not i'm not uh, i just jumped on the Tay train just recently so i, I can't say precisely where Things changed because things rarely change from one album to the other, right? The 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 seeds are always there to some extent. We'll probably say that I paid some attention to 1989 when it got released because it had good presence within the, the 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 music blogs or whatever you know that I that I was consuming at that time, 2013 maybe he had a good uh reception from the crowd that i usually usually followed uh the 80s nostalgic um approach to the production and all that which is basically all uh kind of the bleachers um uh, what jack harloff i think is his name is the main uh proponent of that style of production in pop in pop music so basically if you see um some type of especially female artists um with that type of approach with with uh a, uh a dual lipa kind of approach you can almost bet that that guy is involved you know um in some extent because he's really the
1: uh,
0: kind of a mastermind with that type of thing uh, in in the music industry let me just see if i the the future nostalgia right it's the i mean Dua Lipa latest record my latest album apparently he's not involved in the production at all uh but he's definitely involved in a lot of B- B- Dua Lipa came as an example right and uh, anyway it's just uh look it up look at his um I know that he's involved with Kate Perry. I know that he's involved with uh, Taylor Swift, of course. Um, he's an he's a all encompassing producer, that guy. So, and a quite, let me see, is Jack Harloff? I don't know, man. What's the guy's name? It doesn't, doesn't stay very much, you know? It's very forgettable, I think. Jack, Jack Antonoff, Jack Antonoff is his name. So if you, he's the fun, he's the fun guy, right? He used to have a band called F- uh, Fun. I don't know if that's still going on. Anyway, let me see his credit just to put a, a correct uh, example. Uh, where is it? Let me look for it definitely involved with charlie x cx grimes lord uh so Ol- oliva olivia rodrigo is involved with it as well so you can probably see that he is a very he kind of brings his style of production kind of brings the um indie pop to pop mainstream in a way so he's kind of the the carrier of uh of the torch of indie to the you know to those types of artists like Taylor, Charlie XX uh and mainstream hip hop as well, like Lord you know, it's he's kind of known for that for the most part. Um his production production discography. And I do believe that he also produced nineteen eighty nine in I won't be surprised if I see. Oh, Lana the Ray as well. Lana the Ray. I won't be surprised if I see that he produced Evermore also. But. Oh, he, pr- he produced Evermore. Some tracks on Evermore and more prominent in folklore. Anyway. Um, I'm not gonna. You know. he He writes a lot. He writes a lot for those artists um, let's let me pick up the pace again so was never very aware of Taylor was never a big fan I don't think I am the audience for what she does or what she did for most part on this album I think that this albuming of course evermore I think that she changed the whole approach so he she kind of walked around a border between mainstream pop and indie folk, indie music, alternative, right? She kind of crossed the border and made a whole new thing. I do believe that Evermore. It's a quite unique album. Of course, that you count folklore as well. Folklore is kind of the same approach. Like the wintry, very bonivier, very the national approach to the to the instrumentals, not as much as like mainstream pop, with the sonic palette that she uses, right? So she is kind of reaching across the border to find kind of the you know the the best ideas that a band like the national produces like an artist like Bon Iver produces and just putting that into her songwriting. So it's fairly common that an artist does that, right? That It reaches for other artists, maybe in other scenarios, as a bigger name and just uses the, not uses, but, you know, makes partnerships with another band. Famous, not necessarily famous, but in my head, a good example of that would be the singer-songwriter called uh, John Grant. On his first album, he partnered with a with a folk alternative rock band, like an Elephant Six type of band uh, called Midlake, and that band produced the whole. Uh, it was his backing band, right, for his song. So it does give the the tracks and all that, a whole different um, approach. In, in the case, I mean, it was kind of an idiotic example, but it is something that happens, right? And a, a solo artist kind of matches up with a band for a new record, and then stuff gets done in a, in a different way. What it's very interesting about Evermore is the partnership with uh, the members of The National uh, Aaron, especially Aaron, which is the guitar player for The National which is the guy responsible for most of the evolution and the, and the production, style, production style that The National has. The National, maybe that's the first time that I'm saying that uh, it's my favorite band, it's my favorite collective act uh I do regard singer songwriters sometimes in in a in a higher shelf than them but as a band it is my favorite uh thing to listen to I do listen to them basically every week I have a moment where I sit down and listen to some of their songs I've been listening to the national since 2011 when I discover high violet what taylor swift is doing here it's basically grabbing those sonic sonic ideas those um moods right especially on a on a record like high violet which is pretty wintry and kind of you know v- v- very cold in a way sometimes but you know steady a steady cold uh a serious um uh, like the, the the gravitas there an instrumentalist like uh, Aaron can bring to to the table, and they do record uh, a song right with her. Uh, you have Coney Island being a dueto uh, a duet between uh, the band and, of course, Matt Berninger uh, on the vocals and the band itself. So it serves like a a it is a collab between the two artists, which I mean, it's for me, it's perfect, right? Uh, for for my taste, being a, a national fan as I am, and being a Bonivva fan as I am as well, um, it's kind of perfect to have Taylor Swift, a gigantic pop star, just meeting my favorite artists in the middle, you know, between indie and 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 pop. And just making a record that it's both very suiting, very full of purpose. Uh, there are some tracks that I usually skip uh, when listening to it. I I I, I don't like the, the Haim uh, collaboration. I don't like that song in particular. And the later parts of the album, they are weaker in my opinion. And it's not one of my biggest... Uh, obsessions i did became very interested and very focused on listening to that album for a while especially this year um i I listened to it quite a bit from like two months you know i was listening basically to every uh, i was listening to it basically every day um and I mean, her lyricism, her sense of ownership of what she does is a really beautiful thing to notice. Uh, She is a true artist, that's absolutely the case. Uh, I do like her as a singer. I believe there are more complete female singer-songwriters, that's probably the case. She is a great one, though. Because she... she I mean... Basically, everyone know, knows the, the trajectory of Taylor Swift at this point, right? But she started as a country artist. Kind of... A lot of Christian gospel music kind of started that way, right? It's You have the whole gospel industry and the whole country industry as a test ground for the popularity of an artist. They do uh, start their way, and then they eventually they either stay as a household name inside that specific industry, or they become mainstream. Uh, Taylor, at some point, she became um, more infatuated with the music industry at the top, right, with artists like Katy Perry or. Or Britney Spears or Madonna you know she she kind of uh, maybe uh, Mariah Carey she maybe wanted to become an artist of that type of caliber and she did but her singer-songwriting ability is different because for the most part although she does have a lot of credits in her albums especially those those two ones uh, she does have mm, much more ownership of everything. And she does have a gravitas towards her her songwriting. Especially the lyrics. So I, sh- I think she is essentially a singer-songwriter. Uh, she's not necessarily a pop star. She's a singer-songwriter that became a pop star for convention's sake. And because she was good at it as well. Uh, of course, she's a beautiful lady she has the chops for for everything that she does, right? Uh so it'll be obvious that she will become what she became on the on the on the mainstream eye. Um I don't see her exactly as going the Carly J. Repson route, which is kind of obviously a pop star, obviously a, a, a icon on, on her own right right within pop music but it's a little bit different uh being the case that she's kind of like a cult artist within pop music but people like me like Cardi j Repson a lot and everything that she does right uh I don't see necessarily people like me enjoying the whole Taylor Swift discography. I do believe that some things there become kind of, you know, I don't know what's the exact word that I should use, but a little bit tacky sometimes. I am definitely the I am definitely the audience for Cardi J, Cardi B, Jepsen, because her songs have a unique perspective and a a unique weirdness to them i see taylor as being like a you know like a like a precious creature i don't know it's it's distant it's somewhat distant if you compare both of them because in terms of pop artists basically those two are the ones that i that i enjoy the most i do kind of see Taylor Swift as a, a singer-songwriter for the most part. I don't think that she is a in, at least the, the experience that I have with her, of course she's a pop artist right? But the experience that I have as a listener, I would probably put her on the same shelf as I don't know, maybe a or who can be a uh, Faye Bridges Bridgers, you know what I mean. It can be possibly the same thing for me because I I only listen to folklore and Evermore, and she's more she's closer to Phoebe Bridgers in that sense than she is to um, Katy Perry. You know, even though her whole discography is more closer to Katy Perry, right? Within this context of her true latest records. It's closer to a folk singer songwriter like Phoebe Bridgers. Wait, who is pop in her own way, right? Who is uh, who has that sensibility as well, of course. But it's not, you know, it's for another type of crowd. It's for another type of audience. So. I just bumped, I just scratched the the form of the microphone, so you have just a real thing here, you know, it's always warts and all, as I might have said that a couple of times already. So it is a very recent listen, of course, that I only known her for... for only actively listen to her just for the next uh, couple of months, right? That, that 10 months or so. I, I never was very active with her work. Um, what else? Highlights, of course. The first side, it's perfect, in my opinion. Until the song with the National, I think it's a f- fantastic album. It's a great album. Uh, let me see the track. Let's see what, what sticks out. And it's a very courageous thing, right? Because it is actually very different from everything that she ever did. As far as I'm aware. And to throw that to your audience audience, and to throw that to your like such a loyal fan base, you know, like she has, it's something very courageous. I, it's, uh, I commend her uh, for doing that, I think it's a very, although, I mean, there's only so much that you can do, right? You're not going to become a shoegaze artist, you know, if you if you are, you, you, you're probably not going to see Taylor Swift become suicide, you know, from one record to the other, you know, but so that's probably not happening, but at the same time, it is a change within her creative approach. First four songs are marvelous. Five songs are marvelous. And then usually I skip Nobody, No Crime. I think it's a little bit, it's a shit song. And then the other ones always have something to offer. The, 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 Nobody, No Crime, it's a little bit, uh, uh, shut up. You know? But... Yeah. And needless to say, she's a, you know, a very charismatic figure. I watched her documentary because I was curious about her. She always seemed very genuine in everything that she did there. And it's it, it's really the conundrum of the celebrity, right? Um, what, How to be genuine being a celebrity, how you come about that type of thing. It's hard to do because you know it's hard to do because the, the 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 being genuine it's in and of itself a marketing tool as well so it can be used to 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 promote things and to sell things. I mean, being cynical about it, right? It can can't have the ability. Oh, I'm being so genuine. I'm being relatable, you know? When, in a way, how can you be, how can you relate to someone, you know? It's very distant. How can you relate to the biggest, one of the biggest pop stars of her era? I mean, of course, that you can relate. But it's hard to understand how that can be possible, and I think that the place that she comes from, within especially those two later records there that she put out, um, I, I think that she comes from a from a place of. Let me with the help of the songs, right? Let me say. I am let's use the 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 marketing capacity that I that I have in my in my hands and the reach that I have to truly tell what I'm here to tell Right, focus on the important thing I don't know exactly whether that's uh, accurate or not I do think that no one is that big of a pop star, you know, without having some type of substance, to him or her. I think that you, ha- you have to have some type of substance. Uh, yeah, I think that's mainly the observation that I have. You know, of course she's a lovely lady, you know, of course she's a beautiful woman um but there are many beautiful girls everywhere right so only take you only takes you doesn't take you very far if you rely only on that basically what i mean and i think she is very uh, she, she the part of her that feels thing things really works and she puts that into a song so I think that's it's it's uh it's great stuff I do enjoy that album um, I'm curious to see what she does next where she goes next if that's I don't think that's kind of part of pandemic things or whatever I think it's before that right where is the because there is a kind of a genre which is the pandemic album right artists are releasing that more and more because that's the only revenue that they have or that they had at that time right but i think it's mid 2020 no it was december 2020 so she definitely worked in with on that album for during the pandemic but she was heading At that direction anyway. With folklore. So I don't know. I think it is pretty much. Very. uh, It was very. um, Thought. Before. Like releasing it. She thought about. This. Endeavor being. Exactly. The folk pop. Chamber pop. That it is. I've heard better folk pop, chamber pop albums, I'm not going to lie. But to have an artist like Taylor doing that, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see um, someone being genuine in the music industry. Both Folklore and Evermore were written during the pandemic, during the the first uh, lockdown. So it is pretty much a lockdown album. That doesn't change the quality of it, in a way just... Yeah, it doesn't change anything, in my opinion. So maybe she's probably becoming more pop-oriented. Uh, on the on the on the next records, and she's re-releasing every one of them, right? Every every record that she ever recorded, which is a cool project as well, cool stuff. It was a whole legal battle battle there, right? Okay, I think I'm done here. I'm done with this one don't have anything else really of note to say um, I think she represents a lot of good stuff a lot of the middle the middle man between you know pop and alternative I do think it's interesting that artists of her caliber can do that from time to time and that's it thanks for listening again I'm closing those ones uh, on 30 minutes for the most part um, I'm still excited by the new um, not the new but I want Frank Ocean to release some music it's about fucking time already okay see ya Boom.